Welcome into the Talk of Champions. He's Tyler Watts from the Watts Agency, one of the sponsors of the show, also with the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Glad to have Tyler in talking Alabama football, getting ready for the Middle Tennessee game coming up. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. Also brought to you by our friends at MyBookie, MyBookie.ag, and our friends at Roback, Roback.com, TNR20 with a promo code there. Tyler, first off, welcome in. We're old Shelby County boys. They wanted us to do this together because there's a little smart-assness, a little attitude between you and me. We've been uh, friends for, what, about 30 minutes or a long time? Jim, I have always had nothing but respect for you and Uh. really admired your professionalism (laughs) um, throughout all these years. So I appreciate you having me on the show. Um, and I don't understand what it is you're <laughs> referencing with the smart aleckness. So we, we had no play on the whole Thompson Pelham rivalry there. I mean, no, we're no. not going to pull out our old leather Letterman jackets or anything. Maybe later in the year. It ain't much of a rivalry anymore. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, we we have a bigger recruiting budget than yes, than, y'all do. Than, than you do than, than the University of Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's get into this a little bit. Uh, but first, tell us about the Watts Agency, because i got, I got several things I want to talk to you. And what we're going to do on this show is try not to waste your time, right? We're going to get to a bunch of things every week to get you into, into the game mode, but also reflect back on what we've seen. So we'll be reflecting back on camp a little bit. But tell me about the Watts Agency. How can the Watts Agency help me? Full-service insurance agency, personal line, small commercial here in Birmingham, Alabama. But we are licensed throughout the entire southeast helping people out with their home auto insurance. And things are crazy right now. Just got hit with a hurricane. That's going to affect the market as well. So there's a lot of movement in our industry. A lot of companies have even shut down or pulling out of state. So options are limited, and that's the beauty of doing business with an independent agent is we have options. Yeah, options are good. And for, for Alabama, they've got options at quarterback. That's been a lot of talk. You've, you've done this quarterback thing a time or two. Not anything like this, though, Jim. This, yeah. this, this one's different right here because typically every quarterback – competition I've ever seen or been involved in has been a two-person race for the most part. This is legitimately a three- or four-man race. I think that they feel, I don't know if it's confident or don't see enough difference in probably three or four guys to know who they're going to go with. Yeah. Um, now, I think for okay, first You said something there real quick. The, is there a chance that, that there are multiple quarterbacks? Because you've got multiple quarterbacks, can they – is that can that be a good thing? Can they all be how, good quarterbacks? How about this? They hadn't separated themselves. That's right. That's right. Now, does that mean they're all B guys? Right. You know, B students, or are they A minuses? I don't have a clue. And going to the scrimmages and, and watching the practices, you see positive and negatives out of out of all of them. And then you also kind of wonder how much mind games are going on. Maybe this is just me. Right. Of hey, we're going to put you over here in a bad situation, not on the field, but maybe not give you as many reps with the ones and see how you react. Yeah. I don't know. Do they do that? That'd be pretty mean, something a woman would do. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that they want to kind of see how these guys react. Jalen Milrow right now, from his body language, and just and this is what I'm basing this on, on what I'm seeing him handle the team, walking around, talking to guys, I think he's, he's the most alpha dog out there right now. He kind of seems to be taking ownership a little bit more than the others. You know, I heard Dan Mullen this week say that, you know, he had the, the Tim Tebow, uh, in leak year, the Tebow leak year that won a national championship with Tebow playing a role and Leak playing a role. Right. Uh, I and, guess Leak and Chris, was, Chris being kind of the incumbent in that situation. That's right. That it was a two quarterback, and he says Nick Saban has been so good at adjusting to his personnel that he could see Nick Saban playing the season playing two quarterbacks. You've seen Nick Saban for a long, long time. You've played in a season 
when two quarterbacks were in and out. Oh, what's what's an advantage in that situation, and what's a disadvantage? Well, we'll start with the disadvantage. Disadvantage is if you got a hot hand, you want that guy out there all the time. And you don't want to be confined to your script. Right. Um, what can be added? Now, now Florida utilized it differently. Dan Mullen took pack, or not Dan Mullen, but uh, yeah, Urban Meyer was the head coach. But Dan Mullen, the OC. Yeah. That's right. So they took packages with Tebow inside the red zone, which is they limited what he was asked to do, allowed him to use the power running game, used him as almost that second or third running back, and then the jump pass off of that and things of that nature. I think that if we see multiple quarterbacks after week two or three this year, quite honestly, it's an adjustment to what the talent of the team around him is. First, or the limitations there at the quarterback position. Okay, now you've seen some of these guys. Uh, let's stay positive here. Tell me one thing Jalen Milrow does that you really like as a former quarterback. Strong arm, can throw the ball deep, uh, heck of an athlete when things break down. Those are the positives that he has. Yeah. And, and, he's, and he's the upperclassman. I, I think that he's respected in that locker room because he's bought his time. He's performed when he has been given an opportunity to go out there. And, and we think about this is, and you can't take it away, but if he does not throw the interceptions or put the ball on the ground versus Texas A&M, nobody's questioning his ability right now. It's just we, we had one snapshot in a game last year, and that's what we're basing all this off of. Yeah, and I would imagine, having never played the game, and I always approach my career, I'm a, I'm a fan. I never try to be a football expert, right? You know that because you've heard me ask you dumb questions before. I would imagine, though, when it's – yeah, absolutely – but when Bryce Young is over there, and you know it's Bryce Young's team, but I'm starting, I'm having to play, I would imagine I am not mentally my best self because I know everyone else is used to a really good first-round sure. quarterback over there, and I'm not him. He could be possibly more comfortable this year than he was in that one-snapshot game because Bryce Young's not over there watching him. Right, and he's not trying to play Bryce's game either. Right. Like he may have. May have done last year um, you know I, I think that things are going to be different though based on their 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 talent and what they bring to the table I don't think they're going to be asked to do a lot of things maybe they were last year maybe that that offense has evolved now um, and I know everyone's expecting them to run and pound the ball there's going to be some of that but you still have to be able to throw the ball you've got to be able to throw the ball more on that running in a second but on the other quarterbacks Tyler Buckner comes to town uh, from Notre Dame what one thing does he do that you like he seems confident back there. You can tell that he's, he's played some games, probably more experienced than some of the other guys, and seeing him make a couple of really nice throws um, and, and be able to just kind of come in. And, and I can't imagine what that's like. I mean, in, in today's game, so much of it is guy transfers in, he's immediately, it's just the pros. You're expected to play within a couple of weeks. And right. there's so much information that goes into having to understand, see, process, and be able to react to. It's a huge challenge. I don't see how these guys are able to do what they're able to do. They, they pick up on this stuff a lot quicker than we did. Fifteen bowl practices last year, and everyone was talking about Ty Simpson, Ty Simpson, Ty Simpson. What does Ty do that you like? He throws a nice touch ball. Uh, his passing skills are, are, are really nice. But, but he's also an athlete now. When things break down, he has the ability to, to, to pull it down and make some things happen as well. So, you know, it, it's funny. He's not as fast as, the, as, as what Jalen Milrow is. He doesn't have as strong of an arm. But he's, there's an asset to being a pure quarterback that he's probably a little bit more polished than the other guys. Coach's son, too, right? That yes. matters? Yes. They, that they matters. say it does with just your understanding. And one of the highest things that, that we had heard was, was a guy like Jalen Hurts. His football IQ is just ability to understand process and go out and perform 
things that were happening on the field that he could t- take from the film room to the to the field was just so much higher than everybody else. And Ty Simpson possesses a little bit of that. Every camp always has one star that comes out of camp. This year it seems to be Dylan Lonergan. Everyone was talking about him. What does Dylan do you like? He's comfortable. I mean, let me tell you something. Already? In, in, in the first scrimmage that I watched, he got some reps. I remember after a couple of plays, I was like, I mean, who is this guy? Because I didn't have a chance to watch the spring. I was like, this guy looks so comfortable out there. Like he just, like he's been doing it for a couple of years. That's what he brings to the table. Uh, there's an air, there's confidence there, and he makes it look easy out there. Made a couple of really nice throws in the scrimmages, made a couple of boneheaded decisions, and he had a lot of pressure because you. And the thing you can't take away from these scrimmages that we've seen the previous weeks is you never really understand who they're working with and who they're working against. So you have to take everything with a grain of salt. Well, I saw Pat Riley in an interview one time, and he said when he was in high school as a basketball player, he was comfortable being the guy who had the ball at the end of the game. When he moved to college, not as much. When he went to the NBA, he didn't want the ball. He said most people, as you move up the ladder, don't want to be that guy at the end. But certain athletes are comfortable enough where they want the ball at the end. I think that's a positive sign. You tell us about Dylan, that he looks like the guy that he's just comfortable. Well, never saw him in that situation. Yeah. But, but I'm just saying, when he drops back to pass, he's not frantic. He's not looking at the, at the pass rush like most freshmen would. He doesn't feel the pressure. He's standing in the pocket. He's moving around. He's delivering ball strikes. Let's, let's talk about running the ball because, again, the fan question is, we always say, let's run the damn ball. Let's make it simple. Let's, yeah. just, let's murder ball. So easy. Yeah, so let's easy. Just, well, let me, I want you to tell me why it's not easy after I tell you about our friends at MyBookie. Football is back. And so is winning season with our friends at MyBookie. NFL, college football, and a brand-new cash-out system, which gives you an option to bet and win all season long. First two legs of your parlay, you love that, but you're not feeling good about the third game. They've got a cash-out option, cash-out early right there. You can do that. Get all the details right now when you go to MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag, the promo code is next round. When you're ready to make your first deposit, just use our promo code next round and grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's a promo code next round to claim your deposit bonus and for a limited time, a free coin right there, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere right there online, mybookie.ag, promo code next round right there. All right, running the ball. Us fans, as we get ready for Alabama, Middle Tennessee, we may see three quarterbacks, we may see four, we may see two, we don't know. We expect to see a lot of quarterbacks. But everybody's going to go to Bryant-Denny Stadium, and they're going to want to see Alabama run the ball. First off, before we talk about personnel, right, why is it difficult to just run the football? Why did, why did Alabama ever get away from handing it to Derrick Henry and just running the football? Even that year, though, that wasn't necessarily the philosophy at the beginning of the year, was just to go out there and pound it 25, 30 times a year. As, as the season progressed, that's when Lane Kiffin realized, I got a special dude back here who gets stronger as the game goes on. So that's going to be our identity moving forward. Um, defensive linemen are big. They're strong. They're powerful. There's all kinds of pressure packages that can come. And it's something that you have to have a mindset of and that, honestly, it takes – three and a half, four quarters for you truly to wear on that defensive, those defensive guys to start having the, the four and five yard pops, unless you're just much more talented and bigger than what they are. Everybody's good, and everybody's got a good 22 right now. Right. And, and they're going to, and if, if you can only do one thing, they can take that away. Defensive coordinators are smart enough. If you're, if you're 
can only do singularly in your thought, then they can take that threat away from you. It's just it's a challenge and it's difficult. I, I think I'm right about this. Tell me if I'm wrong. That's the honesty we have as old friends. That even in the AJ days, right? Sometimes they threw early to run late. Yes. Is that a, is that a true statement? There's multiple times over the last 15 years that I've been doing Alabama football behind Phil Savage and those guys who are doing the broadcast and watching. The first two or three games, you're like very disappointed with the offensive line and their push and what they're able to accomplish. And a lot of that stems from you're limited as a number of practice and pads that you can have. It is absolutely uh, an offensive unit uh, with the offensive line that is communication-driven. They have to work together. They have to have reps under their belt so that they can really start to gel and, and have that cohesion that they need to understand who's doing what, who's going where. And then as the season progressed, though, they became dominant running games. And we're going to see a different football team Saturday than what we do in week three and four and five. I think that they will continue to get better over the course of the season. Uh, does it help as a guy who played the game, with all due respect to Middle Tennessee, who's fielded some great teams over the years, for this not to be a kickoff classic against a Clemson or a Virginia Tech or a USC or, or Texas Michigan or Wisconsin or Texas? Is it good to have a game like this? Not talking about outcome of game, score of game, point spread or anything like that, just to to ease into playing maybe equal rosters. I mean, I can see how you can make that argument. I honestly don't know that that matters because I think that both teams are going to have positive things that they're able to bring to the table that you haven't seen because it's the first game, and they're also going to make a lot of mistakes because it's the first game, that they will polish up and get better in, in, in week two. So even if we were lining up against Texas this week, they're going to make equal number of mistakes as what we're going to see from Alabama, and it kind of offsets each other. Tell me about this offensive line, what you've seen, because we keep hearing. Um, well, that's the thing. We, keep, we hearing, keep hearing. That's right. We keep hearing. And you've seen it, though. You've seen it a little bit. So what have you seen from these guys? I, I know that they're eager to learn. Uh, and going and watching a practice or two, they're in constant communication with their offensive line. They're talking to each other when they're coming off the field as a group of what they saw, how they need to react, and things like that. It's just, so there's an eagerness to, to, to truly understand how to become better. That's step one. It's not just boastfulness of this is what we're going to do. Um, but even in practice when you go and watch it, they're taking care of each other. It's, it's not full pads that I have seen to this point, so I can't really make a judgment on if they've truly turned the page and they're going to be that, hey, let's roll the sleeves up and get after it. Yeah. That, that, as a quarterback, though, you help them by maybe occasionally throwing balls early to maybe make it easier for them to block and run the football. But once you start running, tell me what that does for a quarterback's ability to throw the football. What, it, what happens, let me put it this way, uh, to, to simplify it for us fans out there. When you're able to run the football, uh, I always thought the best play A.J. McCarron had in his career at Alabama was the play-action pass. Sure. Because everybody, anytime he put it in anybody's gut, you could watch it on the high 22s, and it looked like 11 people moved towards him. And all of a sudden, there were people running past defensive backs. Does that happen? Is that why you love to run the football as a quarterback? You love to be able to run the football. It's right. not just running the football. You have to do it with success. And what you're trying to do is that you want that balance, and you want to attack in one area then have a play off of it, obviously, uh, to make the defense think one thing's coming and you're really coming with another. So when you, when you make that commitment to run the football and you have success doing it, they have to start committing more and more people to stop it. Otherwise, you're going to run it right down. The, you know, I always think about it like this. 
you're probably not like this, but I have dogs. Every dog I've ever had, right. I, I discipline the mess out of them when they're puppies. And then later on in life, you walk in, you give them a look. You don't even have to say anything or raise your voice. They know they're in trouble, and they cower down. When you have the ability to impose your will and run the football against a defense, that's kind of what they're like. I mean, they tuck tail and they run because they don't have an answer for it. And there's nothing as demoralizing for a defensive unit as having an opposing offense just impose their will on you and you having no answer for it. And then off of that, you can throw, you can do bootlegs, you can do all kinds of stuff to set up home run plays. So that's the balance that these coaches are always talking about. It's not a 50-50 run. It's the ability to do one thing, knowing that if you are successful doing that, you're going to have success doing other things. Running back wide receivers defense, before we get to the opener, Alabama, Middle Tennessee, this is talk of champions. Tiger, uh, Tyler Watts here. He is part of the broadcast sitting next to Eli Gold and the crew this year. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. And the new turf uh, still to come here in talk of champions. Rowback.com, Rowback.com. TNR20 for all the, the gear, 20% off your first purchase there. Rowback.com, go check it out. Great hoodies as we get to football season. Perfect for your game day wear. Uh, running back room looks to be a huge asset. Give me, uh, we, right. know, we know about Jace, right? Yes, we know about Jace McClellan. We know that Roy Dell hopefully will be health, healthy, and he has the ability to come and do some things. Jan Miller is a guy that's really emerged in his young career. He looks sharp out there. Um, this is an offense, though, traditionally we have seen two, three, and four running backs consistently play. Hey, Outside Nick, of Derek. Nick, Nick Saban loves running back by committee. Keep the tread on the tires. That's the philosophy, right? I'm right. going to rotate these guys out. We're going to continue to pound and wear you. Look at their stat lines, though, and their, their height, their weight, their measurables. They're all about the same. Right. They're, they're all that 5'10", 5'11", 205, 210 type running back. They get after it. That sounds like Mark Ingram. They all have the ability, and this is important, too. They all have the ability, though, to run the ball between the tackles, get the tough yards, but also come out of the backfield as, as a re- receiver. And those are the mismatches and advantages that you're wanting because those guys are going to get matched up against linebackers, defensive ends. Uh, guys that typically are not as good in coverage. And we saw this last year. This offense utilized the running back. He's probably one of their better uh, wide receivers. Um, and, and so this is something that all these guys possess, and they're going to be called on. But it's, the work starts inside the trenches and inside that tackle box. Okay. Fans always now keep saying, and you hear a lot of analysts, Alabama's receivers aren't what they were. Alabama's receivers aren't what they were. I mean, possibly some Hall of Famers were, were playing <laughs> against, us, paired against you know, yeah. NFL Hall of Famers right. possibility. Um, so these receivers, um, what have you seen from them in camp? What do they do good? What do they not do good right now? All right, so the first scrimmage or two, you're like, all right, they're, they're kind of good. You don't see a ton of separation. Right. But once again, you take away what you want from these scrimmages. That's right. Is that because the receivers are not as good or because this defensive backfield is pretty doggone salty? you, you, you got to take that into account. That's right. You, then you go and you go on the field with them during practice last week. Dudes are quick. Guys are quick. They're getting in and out of their breaks extremely fast. They're cutting hard. They run crisp routes. Spacing is something they're always going to have to, to work on as far as who's where, when, setting up the, the quarterback, quite honestly, for to, to create an open window. But I think that they're talented enough. I, I think that you have enough pieces there that you can have some success. And it all comes down to this. If you're able to run the football, it's going to make them that much better. Yeah, and maybe that window a little bit bigger as well. All this conversation. Um, and maybe the best part of this team is something the old school Alabama fans going to love. This defense, we'll start on the backside. We rarely do. Let's start on that secondary. You just brought them up. Uh, got some, uh, I'll use the very 2023 college ball analyst 
comment, uh, which drives me crazy, but I'll use it here. Seems like Alabama's got some dudes back there, man. Is that what we're calling now? Dudes? You, you hear that all the time. And they got some dudes back there. They got some talent on the backside. Kool Aid, obviously, is a preseason All American and all that, but some more talent back there and some depth. They're going to get tested. Um, we, we know with, with Arnold and Kool Aid McKinstry that you, you're pretty solid there on the corners, which is key in this defense. Those guys are going to get called on to play man to man all the time. The safeties are really where I'm impressed. They are coming hard and run support. But they're not 40 yards downfield, just preventing the home run. They're they're active in the passing game, picking up crossers, helping out with the with the corners when necessary. Okay, so real quickly, uh, yeah. 40 yards downfield, you have to do that if you're if you if you don't trust your corners. If you trust your corners, you don't have to be that far back. Is that I right? I guess I hadn't played I hadn't played defense since middle school. I'm gonna be right. honest with you. And I was yeah. a middle linebacker. <laughs> and it was, our calls weren't very complicated. Yeah, but but sometimes the safety. Has per, to protect perhaps. over the top, right? I mean, that, yeah. I mean, that's that's definitely a part of it. But, you know, just to kind of looking back over the last couple of years, I was always frustrated. I was like, get in the screen, you yeah. know, with the safeties. I mean, you're, yeah, nobody's throwing the ball deep. Why, why are you so deep? But I don't know what they're doing now. The, the game has evolved. And I'm talking to Christian Miller, who's our sideline reporter, played defensive end. This, I mean, he's, he's been out of the game. He, he graduated from Alabama, what, in 2018 yep. or something like that? I mean, he hadn't been gone that long. And he's even talking about the calls have advanced so much. So we really don't know what, what it is that they're doing, what their responsibilities are. This is what I do know. Caleb Downs has impressed me in this preseason. I'm really impressed with his ability to come up. Uh, Key has done a good job as well. I think that you're pretty solid at the, at the safety position. This is an aggressive group. That's one thing I have noticed. They're jumping routes. They're not scared to make a mistake. They're going after the ball. They've given up some home runs as a result of it, but they're aggressive. And that's a positive. I think they're going to have an opportunity to get a lot of takeaways this year. Yeah, takeaways, uh, that helps that offense, too. And back to, you know, some of those great defensive teams that Jeremy Pruitt and, and Kirby had back in the day, some real, you know, big flips of the scripts on turnovers. Linebackers, you bring back some studs, including Dallas Turner, who maybe on a stat line didn't have a great year, as great a year last year as he did his freshman year. Um, and a lot of people were projecting good things. But he does a lot of positive things. Is he one of those guys that when you break the huddle as a quarterback, you find out where Dallas Turner is? I, I think so, especially with Will Anderson not being on the other side now. You, you can focus more attention, and I think offenses will focus more attention on Dallas Turner. Um, even though in, in the preseason when he's had – when he has a one-on-one opportunity, he's going to win his majority of them. And even when he's gone against some other type of looks from the offense, he's been able to fight through and apply pressure in the backfield if that secondary – can make the quarterback hold the ball, the, hold the ball an extra second or two, which is key. That that really plays in, into his advantage. So he's a guy. Obviously, everything's going to start with him, and he's going to be the the leader on that defensive front. And I know he's a linebacker. Right. But he's a defensive end as far as every quarterback is concerned because he's got his hand in the dirt. That's right. And he's going to get after it. Uh, I expect him to have a really good year. I really do. And, and then uh, you know some other good linebackers too. But on that defensive line. You got some. Well, yeah, we got to talk about Deontay Lawson first. Okay, right, so this, this is this is the guy that's like impressive to me. Okay, he he's just like a like a like a Mosley type of player where, I mean, he is in between the tackles, he's shooting gaps, and he is flying sideline to sideline. So you just said C.J. Mosley. I did. Oh wow! Look, I'm not saying he's going to have that type of year, but that's what he reminds you of. I mean, yeah. he, he is taking command of this defense, and he's taking ownership of it. It's his. Um, Marshall, number 17, the, the kid yeah. I think that, that transferred in from Georgia. He's another dude that, that is playing extremely well in the practices and the games that I have seen. So I, I expect a lot out of this linebacker core. I think it's going to be a strength this year because 
I think they're just as big, maybe a little bit bigger than they have been in years past, but they're, I think they're quicker. Yeah, a little faster at linebacker. And then there's that uh, defensive line. I was watching the Commanders uh, in the NFL preseason. They put their projected starting defensive line. You mean it, Alabama's 2016? It was Mathis, Deron Payne, and Jonathan Allen. And yeah. I was like, boy, there have been some good defensive linemen rolling through That's Alabama. Right. Tell me about this defensive line. And, and listen, I, we're not trying to project as the great, uh, greatest of all time defensive linemen, but there's some skill up there on that D-line. You, you have some guys that can play. And I was talking to Freddie Roach, who's a defensive line coach, last week at practice, and I said, you know, hey, how many guys you got you know, been on? And he says, we got six or seven good quality guys that are up here. Um, a boy B, a guy that's been injured, he's coming back on the on the hoof, just walk, watching him walk around. He's the biggest dude out there, and he can move, and he's, there's plenty of times in this preseason where he has made a presence there in the, in the backfield. He's done a really good job. Um, but you have to be able to rotate, and this is the game now, Seven or eight guys is what you have to be able to depend on in order to keep them fresh throughout the course of the game. Otis, obviously another guy who has slimmed down so much, they're actually moving him outside the tackle now. Are you certain, kidding me? In certain cases, and he looks like a defensive end. I mean, he is draw, he's down to 330, 340 pounds. He looks great. He's not the same player that he was last year. He's so gonna, he's not just he's a space eater. No, yeah. He's going to be able to stay on the field longer not just in certain situations, and that's going to help against a team like Middle Tennessee State because of the pace of play that they, have, they, they go at. They're not going to allow you to substitute as much. So he's a guy that's going to have a good year as well, in my opinion. Oh. And then Tim Smith, you hope that he can have a, a solid year as well. Yeah, and, and health is always important sure. when you talk about this team. All right, uh, mybookie.ag, also roback.com, promo code TNR. Next round is the promo code or mybookie.ag and the Watts Agency before we talk a couple of more things here on Talk of Champions Episode 1. As I was is this ready. Episode 1 or are we still in pilot program? This is, a, this is Episode 1. All right, so we're not. Yeah. Oh, we're we're we, going to have a number two then, huh? We will have a number two. <laughs> we'll put that on it the It might blooper. be on this film. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we'll put that on the blooper reel. So you tell me. You tell me about the Watts Agency one more time. We've got a couple other things yeah, to talk full about. Full service insurance agency. We're independent, licensed across the southeast. So if you have a home, auto, small business, we'd love an opportunity to help you out. 205-822-5477. Listen, we don't do a lot of serious stuff all the way, all the time up here on our platform. Um, but we know when it's in the season, when it comes to Alabama football, we're trying to keep this somewhat serious. You're being very serious. Today. Well, I mean, this is a big deal to me. I mean, this. I mean, you're part of the broadcast crew. It's it's game time for Alabama. Um, is it because your podcast is being judged against everybody else's? Uh, there's no judgment in that. I mean, I've got I've got one live show um, that made national headlines this week, and, and on this one, I think Alabama fans are going to be talking about the information that you're sharing before they go to Bryant-Denny Stadium. And then every week I'm looking forward to how you break down this game. Um, but one thing you're going to notice is the turf when you get to Bryant-Denny Stadium. <laughs> I told you to talk about this. I, Look, I just think it's interesting that they redid the turf and they waited to like, what, six weeks before the, the first game to do it. But I don't it, know what the reasoning is. Is it not truly, is it not certified by the PGA? Like was that a joke? Somebody sent that to I mean, me. Maybe so, but we're not. You know, we're not hitting sand wedges out here. We, we got three hundred fifty pound dudes running around. Dudes, dudes, we, we got some dudes. dudes all over the field. That was one of my biggest things, though, in the last several years. Is just you would always see the turf in Tuscaloosa just being pulled up in the fourth quarter. I mean, right. it was just like divot marks everywhere, and I was. I thought it was kind of cool how they they now have 
completely redone it. It's supposed to hold up. It's supposed to be able to apply what moisture to it, pull the moisture out. So hopefully it creates a better playing surface for the players. And then you've got the artificial turf on the sidelines, so you don't have to walk around those big painter thingies anymore like what we used to do back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> painter thingies, a professional term there. But I do think it's PGA certified. Like this is the grass they use on the tour, so okay. maybe maybe Coach Saban's getting out there uh, in the offseason practicing, practicing his wedding. Is this Snoop Dogg approved? <laughs> Certified Alabama. <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. Now, you're in the broadcast booth this year. You're, you've, uh, you've worked hard in your career. You've helped out Alabama both on the field, uh, in the classroom, representing them academically. <laughs> Don't laugh at that. And then, of course, you've helped with the Crimson Tide Sports Network for years, but now you get a chance to be as the analyst on the radio broadcast next to Eli as he makes his return. We started doing the pay-per-view games in 2003, and it has evolved ever since. Came on with the broadcast group a couple of years later, doing pre- and post-game with Chris Stewart, actually, as well as the CSS playbacks. And then now, yeah, getting an opportunity to work with Eli and uh, Christian Miller again. I'm, I'm pretty fired up about it. This is, kind of, this is, this is what you have always aspired to do right and watching Kenny Stable and Phil and and uh, you know the last couple of years just all this coming together and JP doing a great job with it so now it's it's my opportunity and we'll make sure you do a good job yeah I always thought it would be me and you but it's gonna be Chris and what you happened yeah I ended up you had too many other jobs I ended up not being now. as good as Chris <laughs> it was a skill set thing I ended up being you know broadcaster in this situation I'm uh I'm basically QB5 I'm the uh, walk-on guy that Probably would be in the portal. I'd probably be doing play-by-play at, you know, pick another school somewhere else. Not even a Power 5. I'd be a G5 play-by-play guy. Maybe a D2 guy. I always wanted to do it, though. That was my dream. Was it your dream at one point after you played at Alabama to no. to be in the broadcast booth? No. No, never even thought about it. Um, I, I mean, I was going to go play in the NFL for however many years and not have to worry about work. And then a dose of reality hit. I said, <laughs> you know what? Keep on dreaming, baby, because that ain't happening. Uh, and so, but one opportunity opened up. You know, another door always, always does open. Yeah, I but did. it's been fun. Yeah. It's been cool. Why have we never done? We've never done a high school game together. Or anything, we've never. Have we? We've never done a. And I've worked. Of, I've worked with Chris Ryan Stewart. Brown. I've worked. I've worked with Ryan. Yeah. I've worked with everybody. Yeah. Well, I'm better than Ryan, but but Chris Stewart. It stands my way a lot of times. It's always Chris Stewart. Chris Stewart. Chris Stewart. Chris Stewart. Yeah, but you were the thing at Montevallo before he even was thought of, weren't you? I was, but then he showed up his freshman year, and I was forgotten like this. I was basically Mac Jones. I mean, all of a sudden, there's Bryce winning the Heisman, and they're like, Mac who? Yeah, I was like, hmm, okay, there you go, not much. He's Tyler Watts, talk of champions, and uh, we'll do this every week right here on the Disrupt the Media YouTube channel and the platform there. Thank you, man. Watts Agency. You're not going to shake my hand? No, I was just curious. I thought we were going to talk about the game. We did talk about the game. I guess it is time, though, yeah. isn't it? It's time to go. We, by the way, this was the, uh, the helmet they used after A.J. and Alabama beat LSU uh, on all the broadcasts. But this is game worn, Tyler Watts. Yeah, that's my old helmet. Yeah, but 14 national. They changed it after every national championship. I know, and I kept thinking and hoping, quite honestly, you know, is it, is it what, 12 forever? Yeah. And then 12. we got the 13th, and I was like, well, maybe we'll take a pause here. And yeah. They'll have my number out here for a couple of years. You no, got it, it didn't you, last. You got it for like 12 months. I know it. Yeah, went to 15 pretty quick. Real quick. Yeah, maybe we'll get that 19 helmet up there this year. That'd be nice. That would be nice. This team's, this team's talented. Talented team. But for the first time in eight years, not the betting favorite to win the national championship. It all starts on Saturday at Bryant-Denny Stadium. That's the talk of champions.